Good morning. You are listening to the Sahaja Yoga Meditation Program. Sit back and relax for an hour of peace and spirituality. Studio, we have Himani. Good morning, Himani. <laughs> Where are you from, Himani? India. India. And uh, how long have you been in Australia? About three and a half years. In Sydney Uni? Yes. Yeah, okay. And we have Joe. Hi, Joe. Hello. And where are you from, Joe? Uh, originally from England. And how long you've been here? Uh, about 15 years now. All right. And we also have Rosemary. Hi, Rosemary. <laughs> and she's born in Australia. So she's our Aussie today. And I'm Caroline. I'm from France. I've um, been here for 10 years. So the four of us, we have different backgrounds, cultures and ages. We also have different looks, but we are sisters, sisters of heart. And this is because we have a thing in common. And that thing is we're practicing Sahaja Yoga meditation every day. Being in meditation means being in mental silence, stopping the thoughts from bombarding your mind. In that state, you reach a deep feeling of peace and unconditional love for humanity and for the whole creation. When you are in meditation, you are in reality because you are no longer in the past with thoughts hunting you down and making you lethargic or depressive and you are no longer in the future with hyperactive thoughts buzzing you around and making you restless, agitated and stressed. When you are in meditation, you're here and now. You're connected to your true self. Your brain slows down. Mental activities are vanishing. The constant noise in your head stops. Everything stops. And all what is left is your connection with nature, your connection with every human being, your connection with the divine, with the all-pervading, everlasting, eternal power that has created you 
and that loves you, the power of God. Swan Massey, Le Bien et le Mal, Good and Evil. Inside ourselves, there is an energy called Kundalini. This energy is your inner mother. She looks after you, she nourishes you, and above all, she loves you, no matter what you've been doing in the path. She lays in a dormant state in the sacrum bone, the triangle bone at the base of your spine. In Greek, Sacrum means sacred, showing that this ancient culture knew how special and spiritual this bone was. The Kundalini is dormant, and because she's waiting for a special event for it to, to awaken it, a special spiritual event that will give you your enlightenment, your rebirth, your self-realization. Ja, go. Oh. 
Chago Chago
are living special times. Times where people are getting their self-realization en masse. Times where, if you desire it from your heart, you can awaken your Kundalini and connect to your true self. Let's experience it now and see for yourself. Please remove your shoes. Sit down comfortably on a sofa, a chair or cross-legged on the floor. Take a deep breath and exhale slowly. One more time. And just relax. Just relax. Slowly close your eyes. Place both your hands in your lap, palms facing upwards. Take your right hand on your heart, 
and here inside you a firm mother I am a pure spirit Because I am a pure spirit, I am not guilty. Place your right hand on your forehead. Gently bend down your head and here say, Mother, I forgive everyone. Mother, 
please give me my self-realization. Lord Prayer. 
We will now listen to a public program talk from Shimata Jinya Maladevi, the founder of Sahaja Yoga. This talk was given during one of her visits in Australia in Wollongong in 1992. I bow to all the seekers of truth. At the very outset, we have to know that truth is what it is. We cannot change it, we cannot transform it. Unfortunately, we cannot also know it at human awareness. Whatever they have told you about this mechanism within us, and whatever I am going to tell you about yourself, you have to treat it like a hypothesis and you have to keep your mind open like a scientist. If it is proved, then as honest people, I hope, you'll recognize it. This instrument definitely lies within us. We are not aware of it. Of course, in the medical science, they have talked about the plexuses at different levels of our spinal cord and also in the brain they have talked about the crossing of the optic chiasma. Above that is the limbic area which we call as the one thousand petal lotus. In the Bible it is described that I will appear before you like tongues of flames. These tongues of flames are like petals, beautifully coloured. As you see here, there are different colours to every set. And they are extremely soothing to look at. They look like flames, but they don't burn, they soothe you. As it is now, we have to understand that there is a fundamental truth about yourself and that is you are not this body, this mind, this ego, these conditionings, this intelligence, emotions, but you are the Spirit. So you have to rise to the level of selfhood. As every scripture has said, that you have to be born again. In Sanskrit language, a realized soul is called as dvijaha, meaning twice born. And also a bird is called as dvijaha, again meaning the twice born. So first a bird is born as an egg, a closed personality and when it develops and matures, then a bird is born out of the same egg. The same idea they have used about human beings, that first we are human beings, where these two institutions, as you see, are covered. But after Realization, 
When this residual power of Kundalini rises and pierces through your optic chasma, which is called as Agya Chakra, then these two institutions are sucked in and ultimately it passes through your fontanel bone area. The second truth is that this whole cosmos is completely covered with the Divine Love, the power of God's Love. We do not know about it, we are not aware of it, though we have heard about it. Every scripture has described it. This all-pervading power of God's Love is the one we have never felt, but you can see the living work, see the beautiful flowers you have here and the beautiful leaves to match them, how they have come from Mother Earth. We take everything for granted. Such beautiful things are done by nature. Even ourselves, see our heart pulsates, pulsates without we doing anything about it. Look at our eyes, they are beautiful cameras and the brain is a beautiful computer. Who has made this? Then we have evolved from amoeba to human stage. Who has done that? We do not even think, we take it for granted, whatever has come to us from this all-pervading divine power which does all the living work. This power is the one which has evolved us to the human level. And the reflection of the same power is this Kundalini within us, which has to rise like a primule in a seed. It has to sprout and once it is done, you get connected to this all-pervading power. Like this instrument is here and unless and until it is connected to the mains, it has no meaning. In the same way, we have no meaning, our life has no meaning till we are connected to the means. That's the reason that all the problems like ecological problems, political problems, economic problems, family problems, problems, problem, problems, I mean all human problems are created by human beings. So we have missed out somewhere and we haven't got the Absolute Truth with us. That's why we are quarreling. If you knew the Absolute Truth, there's no question of quarreling. So we have missed out somewhere. Even in science, when we start developing something, we have seen that it boomerangs, like we have got atomic bomb, hydrogen bomb, oxygen bomb. It's created like devil sitting on our heads any time, we all could be finished. In any walk of life, when we use our mental processes, it is in a linear way. After some time, it loses its power and boomerangs. And that's how we find in every Every enterprise we take up, there is some after-effect of that. So we do not know how far to go, but the nature knows 
The nature knows how far the tree is going to grow, how far a bush is going to grow, and how far the grass is going to grow. But we don't know, and we have got the freedom to choose whichever way we want to go. If we want to go to hell, we can go. If we want to go to heaven, we can go. So now it is wise for us to think that where have we missed? People I know who are very deft in scriptures, whether it is Christian or it is Islamic or it is Hindu, any scripture, anyone who belongs to all these different religions can commit any crime. There is no control, there is no understanding. This recently you have heard about the 1,000 people at least were killed, these Azerbaijans, by Christians. Can you imagine Christians doing that? In the same way, the Muslims have done it, even the Hindus, those who believe that there is spirit in every person, then how can they have caste system? How can they look down upon some people who belong to lower caste and higher caste? So they all have missed some point. Mostly they have become either power-oriented or money-oriented. None of them seem to be spirit-oriented. And so the whole effort is in a wrong direction. And that's how I think we have missed the point where we had to go through the absorption of these religions. We have not been able to absorb. It has not become an innate experience within us. It has to be a very innate experience within our being, which is not, which is outside. Today we are reading some book, some scripture, and tomorrow we can go and do anything which is sinful, which is wrong, which is destructive. I can't hear. So what is the matter? Why it has happened? Because the power of absorption can only come when you become the Spirit. So as mentioned, we have Himani, Joe and Rosemary here today and um, to share their experience. <laughs> so I'm going to ask them some questions. So let's start with Himani. How does the practice of Sahaja Yoga help you in your daily life, Himani? Um, thank you for asking this question, Caroline. It's really amazing to share the experience of how Sahaja Yoga helps. Basically, it's become such a vital component of my life, the way it balances me and helps me get through the day and by the end of the day it rejuvenates me and relaxes me down so that I can have a peaceful night. So it's such a necessary component of my life that I rely upon it for my energy levels, literally. Wonderful. And uh, do you practice every day? Yes, I do. I meditate twice a day, morning and evening. Does it take a lot of time? Um, not really. It's a very easy method of meditation. It's a very easy technique as devised by Shramatiji and it's really 10 minutes in the morning and 20 minutes in the evening for myself is very helpful. Okay. And um, I'm, I'm practicing myself, so <laughs> I know it's about being thoughtless, so thoughtlessly aware. How do you reach a state of being thoughtless? Um, Basically, it's the Kundalini that gives the thoughtless awareness. So, it's effortless. It's the Kundalini that gives. When we establish that pure connection with our Kundalini, just a simple prayer from the heart 
can take us to that state of thoughtless awareness. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and Joe, where does Sajja Yoga come from? Um, Sajja Yoga is something that was devised by Shumataji um, back in 1970. Um, and it, it comes from, I think, this certain time is the desire in a lot of different people um, who are seeking um, in order to gain a more evolved spiritual state. So it comes from the divine, but it also comes from within all of us, um, this desire to attain something higher, which is beyond our usual mundane life. We all have to live this life. We've been put on this earth. Um, we grow up, we have jobs, we have children, we get married. As ladies, we look after our houses and do all those things. But there comes a point when we feel it, a lot of people are feeling in themselves that there is something beyond all of this, something which is, is missing in our lives. And I think this is a spiritual plane. And I think it's something which um, Shumataji um, it's very, very lucky that we're able to um, get our realization um, that Shumataji has explained to us about how to become more spiritual beings through having our Kundalini awakening and our realization so that we can meditate and understand our spiritual selves more. Wow. And you said that um, we had that insight. So where, 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 the, where we design with a Kundalini insight? Um, yes, everybody has that um, kundalini within, but uh, in, in people it's dormant. So back in 1970, Shumataji was able to awaken the kundalini in people um, in order for it to rise from its seat in the sacrum bone and then to rise up into the head to give us uh, realization and it enable us to meditate. So what does it take to awaken the kundalini? Um, it's the desire within all of us, that pure desire, um, to attain a more spiritual state. Wow. And Rosemary, how do you practice Sahaja Yoga every day? Um, yes, well, I think since the beginning, um, uh, you know, I'm getting up in the morning. It's, it's nice to get up early in the morning uh, when everything is still. And um, this helps us, you know, to be still. And um, then again, we meditate in the evening um, and we use some clearing techniques. And every week in um, Sydney and around Australia, there are established meditators who hold programs to help you uh, and all of us, um, you know, uh, deepen in our meditation and to understand you know, our spiritual ascent. Very good. And you spoke about clearing techniques. What is that about? Um, well, uh, say for example, um, some people are very busy, um, you know, running around in the office and then our right side, our, our liver uh, becomes hot. So uh, this sort of hinders our meditation. So uh, in the evening perhaps, Uh, before we actually meditate or what helps us go into meditation is just putting our feet in some cool or cold salt water 
and this sort of draws the heat from our active right side and it sort of allows us then to go into meditation. Okay. So it's not that easy to go into meditation, is it? Uh, not, not, uh, not, perhaps more not after a hectic day. Mm-hmm. In the morning, it's much easier to meditate, you know, if you get up early. All yeah. right. Thank you, ladies. We'll uh, go back to some interview a little bit later. Uh, we're going to go into another meditation um, that Joe is going to lead now. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to have a meditation through the central channel. So we're going to start off at the base chakra, which is called the Muladhara. That's at the base of the spine. Um, So we can here just make an affirmation. Mother, please give me innocence and wisdom. So starting off at the base of the spine, Mother, please give me innocence and wisdom. And how this works is that our pure desire helps us. It helps the Kundalini to come up. Now, at the level of the Swadhisthana Chakra, this is the hip area, Here we can say, Mother, please give me the quality of creativity. This is creativity in the way that we live our lives, the way that we communicate with people. Mother, please give me the quality of creativity. Now, coming up to the stomach area, this is called the Napi Chakra. Mother, please make me peaceful and satisfied. Mother, please make me peaceful and satisfied. Take the attention up to the heart level. This is the sternum bone, the center heart we call this, just to the right of the physical heart. Just put your attention here. You can also place your hand on this sternum bone. Mother, please give me security. 
and fearlessness. Mother, please make me a secure personality. Please give me the quality of fearlessness. Now bring the attention up to the throat area called the Vishuddhi Chakra. And the quality of this center is collectivity. Mother, please let me feel part and parcel of the whole. This is the whole of humanity, even the whole of the universe. Mother, please let me feel part and parcel of the whole. Now take the attention up to the forehead area. This is called the Agnya Chakra, which is concerned with forgiveness. Mother, please make me a forgiving personality. Mother, I forgive everyone and I forgive myself. Now take the attention up to the Sahasrara at the top of the head. And this is an integration of all the chakras. And here we can just humbly say, Mother, please establish my self-realization. Please give me thoughtless awareness. Please let me feel the bliss of your divine vibrations.
There was a classic of Kansas, Dust in the Wind, that we all love, I'm sure. <laughs> so, uh, like Joe just mentioned it, we have seven centers of energy within ourselves that we call chakras. It means will in Sanskrit. When they're cleared from any impurity, their energy rotates in a clockwise direction. The first one is called the Muladhara Chakra. And this is located at the base of the spine, and Joe went through that also. This chakra gives the quality of purity and innocence. So I just wanted to talk a little bit about innocence. Um, when I first came to Sahaja Yoga 10 years ago, it took me a little bit of time to understand what innocence was. So Joe, what is innocence? And um, what is being innocent? Um, I think essentially <coughs> innocence is the quality of being without guile. Um, which means without any ulterior motive to gain anything from anyone or any situation. Um, it's also the quality one has when one's living in the moment and being spontaneous and just enjoying things and the people and nature in a pure way. So we all know how sustaining it is when um, we're enjoying the innocence of nature or young children and babies. Um, because they don't judge you, they accept you for who you are. And this innocence manifests when one's without desire, just being the spirit and enjoying that energy. Uh, so along with innocence also comes wisdom. Um, they go hand in hand in a way that if you're innocent, then you see to the crux of the matter or, or to the truth of a situation. Um, So to give you an example of the ability of children to be so wise and innocent, um, I just wanted to share with you an innocent an situation recently whereby um, I nearly had to relinquish a rather beautiful painting um, that I'd acquired from a, a friend. Um, and I was extremely fond of it, and my son saw that I was quite distressed about it. And he said to me, Why are you so upset, Mummy? Because you don't take anything with you when you die. So that gave me a more balanced perspective on the matter. They know everything, isn't it? They do. <laughs> And Himani, what does being innocent bring to your life? In one word. Because you're very innocent. <laughs> <laughs> I know that. I live with you. I know you're very innocent. Um, thank you. But really, in one word, it's simplicity. That's what innocence is. It's that simplicity of being, being you, being the honest you, the real you. That's what children are. That's so beautiful. Such a nice answer. Uh, I just wanted to share with you, um, two days ago in our meditation, we were listening to Sri Mataji's talk. Um, I think it was in 82. And um, Sri Mataji said, Uh, why do we have to be innocent? And so everyone was wondering and trying to uh, answer that question. And she said, because that's a source of fun. It's without innocence, there's no fun. And um, that's all what we are looking for, isn't it? We all want to have fun in life. So uh, let's look for our own innocence within ourselves. Because innocence cannot be destroyed. It can be covered, but we can always go back to our innocence. So um, 
next next time uh, next thing I'm going to take you through a meditation very short meditation and uh, the music is coming so I let it come and then we'll have a short meditation for three minutes so you can sit down and relax so sit down can feel the power of the Mother Earth, of the gravity, of the nourishing power of the Mother Earth. Take a few deep breaths. Just relax. say goodbye I think um, we enjoyed our, your company so much that we forgot a little bit about time <laughs> so we had to rush a little bit at the end oh, well, sorry about that so we hope you enjoyed the program today if you are interested to learn more about Sahaja Yoga or how to deepen your meditation you can join a program in one of our centers near your area all Sahaja Yoga programs in Australia are, and all around the world are free of charge To find more information, you can go on www.freemeditation.com.au or you can call 1-300-724-252. We might have the pleasure, pleasure to meet you there. So Joe Himani, Rosemary and myself wish you a very peaceful and joyful time. Talk to you next Sunday on 2 FM 105.